This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, when it comes to policies tackling the challenges of artificial intelligence and deepfakes uh, and their potential on political campaign, lawmakers uh, in the U.S. are still staring at a blank screen. Just three states in the U.S. enacted laws related to those rapidly growing policy areas in 2023, even as the size, scale and potential threats that AI and deepfakes can pose uh, come into clearer view throughout the, the this year. Now, take a listen to deepfakes of President Barack Obama and President, uh, President Joe Biden. Take a listen. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. Our great national anthem. Baby shark, do-do-do-do-do, baby shark, do-do-do-do, baby shark. Now, of course, uh, the uh, last clip there was uh, somebody having fun with uh, Joe Biden's voice. Uh, in fact, if you look at the video, looks very much like the president and the former president as well. And those uh, particular deep fakes are many years old now, probably seven, eight years old in the case of President Obama. You could imagine how accurate they are becoming uh, in 2024. We're joining us now to talk a little bit about deep fakes and democracy is Jesse Miller, social media expert and founder of Mediated Reality. Jesse, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jazz. Uh, how concerned are you uh, about deep fakes uh, and elections? Well, it's it's not high on my priority list when it comes to everyday conversation, but it is something that we should be really kind of diving into when we discuss misinformation and democracy. And I think we've had enough conversations about misinformation and its existence on social media. But when we saw Canadian news disappear from social media, the conversation about where Canadians were getting their news information, how they were sourcing it, there is now this brand new chasm that you could fill the social media void with, with a number of um, AI-generated, deep fakes, misinformation posts that there was no really congruent um, you know, comparison to. And so we're going to see the rise of the conversation this year. We're going to see the effects after the American election. And then we have to kind of see where it fits into the Canadian conversation as we move forward. Do you think we need to go into uh, as far as legislation on this? As I said, three states have, have, have brought in some sort of laws, enact, enacted laws that speak to this challenge. Uh, most haven't as of yet. But do you think we need to be heading in that direction? in Canada? We, we definitely do when it comes to misinformation, especially information that is purposely planted to skew elections. And I think what we see when it comes to conversations with individuals is, yeah, we all have our, our, our slate when it comes to the political uh, silo that we might look for our validations from and we look for our, our conversations in our communities. But I would rather be in an uncomfortable space looking at all of the sides than I would be in an affirmed space and only subscribing to misinformation. So if we saw legislation, especially in Canada, at a federal level that's introduced to make sure that content that is being produced and shared has factual information in it and has to be held accountable to the individuals who are creating it, that would only give us a little bit more of an edge compared to the United States where each state would have to put in some form of legislation. And even then, the voters themselves don't necessarily care if it's misinformation information as long as it affirms what they're looking for. Hmm. Uh, in, in the case of, of deepfakes here in Canada, 
do you think a disclaimer would be enough or is it a case of an outright ban? Like you could, you know, some would say, look, I don't care if it's fake. It may just re- reinforce uh, what my views are. And maybe that's all I ask for. That's all I want. And I'm okay with that. Is it a case of every one of these, let's say, a comment from our premier? And if it's a deep fake, at least there'd be a disclaimer that's saying this is a deep fake. Is that all that will be required in your mind? Or do you think it's a question of just banning it and, and there'd be heavy penalties for those who do get involved in this type of work? Well, I think there's two levels there, Jazz. One, it's important to recognize that we see already kind of clarification on social media posts that indicate that information is, in fact, um, you know, misinformation or infactual. But we also see people who just don't care. They, they say, oh, no, this is part of the bigger scheme. And so we do definitely do have a huge gap when it comes to media literacy and individuals understanding that digital content that lands in front of them may actually have no valid source at all. So uh, legally in the United States, I mean, we see the laws in place, but they're toothless. I mean, it's not illegal to lie in a political ad. So disclaimers would be good if individuals are looking to find information that is, in fact, factual and and backed up by sourcing. They have to have value in those sourcing as well and say, who is this information coming from and do I value it? Hmm. Uh, This election, as we head into a 2024 provincial election, a U.S. election, uh, and probably a few months after in 2025, a federal election, you compare that to four years ago even, or even eight years ago, probably four years ago maybe, the best way to do this. Uh, Do you think we're in a better place today or a worse place today when it comes to information, social media, online media, uh, and accuracy today? Do you worry more for uh, democracies and accuracy in regards to information today than compared to four years ago? Are we at a better place or a worse place in your mind? I think we're in a worse place when it comes to the content itself. If we look at, let's say, the uh, Donald Trump video where he was uh, caught on the hot mic before he became president, the only thing he could do at that point was really acknowledge that it existed. Um, he couldn't say that was a deep fake. And now there's so much content and there's so much pub- uh, published, published content that he's participated in that he could say, oh, I never said that. that that's, a, that's a deep fake. And to be fair for him, uh, a, known, a known liar, it's going to work in his favor. What we are really concerned about moving forward is whether or not you have good politicians who have worked in their communities, done things to really kind of raise uh, awareness around issues, and all of a sudden the deep fake really puts them in a spot where voters go, well, I can't trust them because of that thing I saw online. So the disclaimers are going to help, but realistically here, we are seeing a number of individuals who are going to news sources through websites, and where we see that content regulated on social media, it is significantly better that individuals are choosing to go to news sources as opposed to just seeing it on Facebook. Jesse, as always, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jazz, as always.